Hi, this is Ginger Bell. Today is Monday, April 27th, and welcome to this episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. Today in the United States, we have over 991,000 confirmed coronavirus cases. We have 55,879 deaths and over 120,000 who have recovered and been released. So have a great week. Happy Monday and enjoy this episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. Hi there. Welcome to the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. This is Ginger Bell and I have with me today a special guest who is an expert in branding and marketing and all the things that uh, is so important that you're doing right now and that is Wes Gay. So Wes, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, as we're getting started, you and I were on a panel, the Mortgage 2020 panel, and uh, had a great discussion about um, branding and conversations as far as what companies you know, should be doing in a normal market, but really uh, what I want to have a conversation with you today is what should companies be doing um, on their branding and positioning in the market that we're in today in the midst of COVID? A lot. Um, so there's, there's a lot to unpack there. And it's, you know, I think the first thing that you need to do is make sure, and this is super tactical, make sure that nothing that you have out there right now is tone deaf. In other words, um, check your ads, right? If you've got paid ads running, check your web, just do a review of your website and say, uh, when people read this through the lens of the current state of our world or the current state of their city or whatever, does this feel disconnected? For example, I had a call this morning with a guy who runs a, a pottery studio in, out of Houston. They have four locations and they have pivoted to be, to do shipping and that kind of thing. They're about to do curbside pickup for pottery kits and at home things, but everything on their website was stuff like, are you looking for a place for a party? Are you looking right. for a corporate event? Are you like, and we just said, let's just change it. All right. Yeah. Let's just take all that out. Let's, let's be more aware of what's going on. Uh, that's the, that's one thing I think companies, you, the first thing to do is like, okay, let's just make sure we're not saying anything that sounds really tone deaf or disconnected. The second thing is uh, when you think about what you need to switch it to in terms of messaging is how can we, um, how can we communicate through our messaging and our marketing in a way that is aware of the world we're in without having to directly acknowledge it? Like, for you don't have to say, you know, every, every brand is, every major brand is under this bandwagon. I don't know why it's like they all, it's like they all got together and realized, you know what? Nobody's going to know we're in a global pandemic unless we run ads to tell them. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need grocery store chains and airlines and big box retailers to tell me we're in a global pandemic. I it's, I'm surrounded by it. <laughs> yeah, so really, you don't have to, you don't have to tell it's me. It's not here. I know that. Yeah. I've and, opened that door. We're all in it. Oh, I, we all, have you seen, there's a, a ad flo or a video floating around where they take a bunch of different uh, uh, ad spots and put them all together and they're all identical. They all say <laughs> the same thing. The music's the same. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but think about that, that the problem is that's actually a really easy thing to do is that, you know, we, we understand you want to know how we're responding to coronavirus. It's like, I don't really care how you're responding to coronavirus yeah. for most people. <laughs> Instead, is that's fine if you're a giant global brand. But for most, the rest of us, we have to think about what is our target audience dealing with as, it as part of the impact of the world we're in. And then speak to those problems and to right. those pain points, right? So 
you know, one example is a, there's a company called Sure, S-H-U-R-E Audio, and they make the microphones and the headphones that your favorite musicians use on stage in the studio. They have consumer level equipment that you can plug into a computer for a podcast or a home studio, et cetera. But they started running ads, I don't know, I started seeing them two or three weeks ago about, um, about your home office and being on video calls. And it was, the language was things like, we know that your that home off or the video conferencing is critical now to your business and your success. And they never had to say it was because of home office. We are because of coronavirus. We all know we're having Why? to do these calls. Yeah. We're, we're not, most of us are an idiots. There's some yeah. people who are, but that's a, different, <laughs> that's a different discussion. That's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> but the, in the South, we just add that to the bless your heart list. Um, <laughs> but the reality is like they were speaking to a specific pain point that people had as a result of what's going on. Definitely. So think about those problems. Great marketing and even great branding, frankly, is, is centered around the problems your audience has. And if we can think specifically about the issues that your audience is facing as a result of this, this pandemic and a result of the economic fallout and everything else, then people are going to be more inclined to listen. Right. Well, and I think, you know, specifically, obviously, um, the audience you're speaking with, and it's a little bit broader, too, as far as what this reaches, but primarily in mortgage and real estate. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, for me and my clients, we scrapped everything that we had scheduled for conferences, for webinars, for everything, and switched completely over to what your clients need. And it took a lot of time to, you know, be able to develop content that their marketing departments got on it right away, and we just quickly switched. And so I love the fact that you're saying, you know, be aware, so know what your audience needs, wants, desires, and speak to that. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact too, it's like, we don't have to talk about just that, that mm -hmm. this is why we're in here. We all know. Yeah. One of my favorites, I was talking to a client, the president of one of the companies the other day, and we were you know, working on some of their strategies. And he said, you know, what's driving me crazy right now are the car commercials. Yeah. <laughs> you know they've gone just to your point it's like you're at home and i think it's like lexus or lincoln or something and this mm -hmm. poor woman stuck at home oh i'm at home and then all of a sudden this beautiful car drives down the driveway <laughs> and it's like oh but my new lincoln has arrived it's hey, yeah with matthew mcconaughey driving it it's like <laughs> this is you're right it's uh and, and the reality is too like the, the depending on your response also depends a bit on your revenue model, frankly, mm -hmm. because the, you know, one of the things I've talked to a lot of folks about is the, if your revenue model is can sustain and you're not having to pivot to generate short-term revenue to meet cat, to meet cash flow needs and all that, right. that's a different, obviously different conversation. But if you can, and I saw Mark Cuban in an interview, I think yesterday talk about this. If you can do it now is a great time to actually begin investing with what you said with content. Mm -hmm. investing in uh, putting more content out there. Maybe it's video, maybe it's articles, LinkedIn posts, whatever it is, focus on the idea of what do people just need to know? What do they misunderstand? What questions are they asking? How are they confused? I, um, I grew, I, my, I live in Atlanta, Georgia now, but I originally grew up in um, South Florida in farm country. South Florida has got these giant farms. People don't realize that. No, these, I never huge, com these huge commercial farms, produce, you know, fruits, vegetables, et cetera. And then I lived in, my parents still live in South Alabama, which is known as the peanut capital of the world. Right. Fun fact. And so this time of year, March and April is, is planting season, right? So starting in March, all the peanut farmers started tilling the ground and planting the peanuts. And they're going to harvest those in about October. And then you're going to enjoy a Reese's Christmas tree with peanut butter at Christmas time. Right. Right. So 
but that analogy, like they do, you have to do all this work in March, March and even in April to get everything planted, to get everything in the ground. Then you have to wait six months or so before you start to see, reap the results of what all the work you did. I think the same thing is true right now for brands who can make a relational investment, if you will, through content by answering questions, focusing on clients' needs. Uh, it'll frankly, it'll help you build your audience so that when time, when times shift and you know, the, there's an economic recovery and, we're able to go outside again and we don't have to wear masks like we're Bane from Batman. Um, we can, you're going to have a broad arts and you will have galvanized people around your brand and your company because you have made significant investments now that will pay off with massive returns in the future. Right. And you know, part of the challenge for a lot of companies and especially in the mortgage industry is where to start with that content. Mm -hmm. And so I always suggest look at the questions that you're getting right now. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever your customers are calling in with yeah. questions, then that's where you start building that content and to be able to provide answers to that, whether it's, you know, via videos, whether it's webinars, whether it's, um, you know, just producing blogs, however it is you wish to produce it. Video content is obviously one of the most best digested right now. Mm -hmm. um, but then also, you know, creating YouTube channels, you know, the two mm -hmm. search engines are Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great time, and especially for originators, to be able to start a YouTube channel mm -hmm. and to start putting content out there, even if it's just one video a week, that's all yeah. you're doing, but to be able to provide that information and not with the goal of becoming the next YouTube star, mm -mm. you know, and it's not a matter of numbers because you may only have 20 views, mm -hmm. but those can be 20 impactful views mm -hmm. to be able to provide information. So those are the kind of things to invest in right mm -hmm. now as well. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's, it's never been easier to do that, right? I mean, yeah. it's like literally if I, I think what's been one of the things that's been kind of fun to watch from a distance is how every major TV show live shows had to pivot. Good yeah. Morning America, Sports Center, The Tonight Show, all of them. Yeah. Right? They've all had to pivot and what in the quality is not great for most of them. Oh. <laughs> they're on their they're on their phones they're on their computers they don't have great mics the audio is not the green screen, not not green screen. yeah it's like it's i love like, the you know weather and watching that uh-huh and it's they're like, gone and they're back and they're it's gone. like here's here's jimmy fallon for example who was i think i think did it best first when he did it super low-key his wife was holding a phone it was yeah. like Kids really whatever yeah but remember i mean i look jimmy fallon in 2018 the tonight show alone uh, generated almost $340 million in advertising revenue. So it's not a small time operation, right. but even they're like, Hey, we could just use a phone and just push record and then go. Yeah. Um, it is, it goes back to our, can you answer the questions that your audience has? Another thing that I'll tell people too is, especially in a season right now where it's just so much content all the time mm -hmm. is think about what are you reading and seeing that really annoys you as it relates to your industry? Yeah. Like, what are the talking heads on CNBC saying? You're going, I don't, I don't think that's right. right. Like that's actually not helpful or, um, you know, bless his heart. Sometimes Jim Cramer and his sound effects board on CNBC can cause a problem for like financial advisors. For yeah. example. He doesn't mean to, I think he means, well, I think he's a bright guy. I think sometimes he, people just catch those sound bites and that they, they run with it. Right. So what's bothering you? Like, what are you reading and what are you hearing about what you're thinking? You think people are misunderstanding that could cause problems for them if they follow bad information. Yeah. And we have a lot of that. Like right now, the CARES Act, and they included this forbearance, which mm -hmm. we in the industry don't really know what that's going to look like. 
Yeah. And so, you know, the, nobody's putting content out there. So, you know, we, because we produce so much um, video content for our clients, we actually just put together a package of forbearance videos and forbearance scripts mm -hmm. and for our clients and said, here, you don't know what to say, go say this. Yeah. And then link it back to the, the you know, CFPB because they have information there. But mm -hmm. that's going to be continually. I mean, I would not be surprised if we don't come up with some kind of uh, a CARES Act loan that Fannie and mm -hmm. Freddie, you know, produce. I mean, we're going to see things that come out of this and it's constantly yeah. changing. But people are looking for that information because, you know, the government puts out there and they put it on TV. Oh, you can do forbearance. Well, people think, oh, great. I don't have to pay my mortgage. Well, that's not exactly how it works. You yeah. know, you may not have to make some payments, but guess what? In four months, that's going to be due. Yeah. And so you need to think about this. And so mm -hmm. those are the kind of things to be able to look at, you know, restaurants. Yeah. It's like, you know, things that they're offering as far as the curbside pick, pick up. And I love the idea as the part pottery company to be able to, they shift it. And so those are the kind of things too, how can you shift? And we're going to see it. The companies that actually will make it through this are the ones that can shift Yeah. and be able so right. to make those adjustments, whatever those adjustments may be, mm -hmm. whether it is doing curbside pickup. Um, I was thinking the other day, um, we brought my 83 year old mother-in-law to live with us. She had fallen right mm -hmm. before all of this and we didn't want her going into a rehab center. Mm -hmm. So, um, so she came to live with us. And so you know, it's been hard and for her, cause you know, she's not around her friends and we make her stay inside and take her <laughs> a walk and she's like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Like, yeah, we're, we're all done with this. But I was thinking, you know, in the weather's getting nicer in Oregon. So I was thinking of, you know, putting a tablecloth out and fixing a nice dinner and, you know, doing something like that. And I thought, you know, as we go forward, there's an opportunity for restaurants to say, you know what, we're going to deliver fine dining to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to bring you all the elements. We're going to bring you the tablecloth and the flowers and, you know, make an event and an evening mm -hmm. event and people would pay for that. Yeah. So, you know, those are the kind of things. There's no box. The box doesn't exist anymore. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm in my box. You are in your box. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Yeah. The thing is, like, the box has just changed. And yeah. any time I years ago, my when I first got out of college, I got to work for a nonprofit down in Orlando. And we um, had a board retreat one weekend. It was, a, it was a big deal. Board comes in town for nonprofits, annual budget planning, strategic planning, the whole thing. But the whole staff got to go to a kickoff dinner. Right. And there were a few people who got invited kind of on behalf of the president. And one of the guys who got invited is a former Disney Imagineer. And he right. was there for like 20 years. And he was talking about how he left in the late 90s and started a, was part of a construction design firm. But he was telling us how Disney uh, – he said, we, we always have to define a box. He's like, when you go to build a ride, a roller coaster, you go to build a ride, you go to build an attraction, you build a hotel, whatever. He said, you have to figure out everything from physics to gravity to city permits to county permits to, I mean, all these different orders, all these things you're going to play with. He said, if the more clearly you can define the box you're in, the better you can make that box. So if we know what we're dealing with, we can do all this amazing stuff in the context. So it's redefining the term, the kind of the rules of engagement. Like you said, with people, you know, maybe not understanding the forbearance thing, we're in a season right now where I don't necessarily want to know what's happening 45 days, 90 days, six months ahead of time. Like this week would be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what so people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's only three days to every week, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but um, <laughs> only three days matter. But it's like, maybe what your audience needs is you to go, Hey, listen, we're actually trying to find out 
what all of this means. There's a lot of information here. We're trying to get clarity too. Once we have more of that, we'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Just know we're working to figure it out. Even something as simple as that, yeah. it, it fills in the space because one of the worst things that can happen is silence. Because when there's silence, people create their own story. This is how gossip start, conspiracy theories, all that. Yeah. Um, but the companies who are able to pivot, there's a, a restaurant up in Seattle and Canlis. It's a fine dining restaurant. And they, because obviously Seattle was one of the, was like the first city in the country that got hit with that place in the nursing home and or facility yeah. in East, East Seattle. And so they shut down like second week of March and they initially shut down and they pivoted their whole, I mean, it's a fine dining, high end, hard to get into situation, but they initially pivoted to be a, a bagel, uh, bagels in the mornings, burgers for lunch, all takeout. And then it was, it was family dinner at night, all yeah. delivery or pickup. Well, they stopped doing the bagels and they stopped doing the burgers and they only do the family dining now. Yeah. And it's like 48, 56, 96 bucks a plate, depending on what the menu is. Wow. And they're selling out, right? They've stayed open. They've kept their people employed, that kind of thing. So people are able to pivot if you need to shift your model a little right. bit. Now is going to be a time to do it. Another thing to do too is, and I apologize for who feels crazy that I keep touching my face. My face itches. We have allergies. I, we have allergies in Oregon right now. Pollen is so bad here. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, one of the things too, is to think about how can you maybe be a, a beacon of kind of goodwill and support of your community? Right. You know, if, if you have the resources, if you have the capacity, go do something. There's a, a local ice cream shop down the road from us. Um, that's obviously struggling right now. And there's a local insurance agent who went in and bought I saw the news article said like 1200 scoops of ice cream or 50, I forget what the number is a lot of ice cream. Yeah. And he, de they, they delivered it to a nursing home that was nearby. Everybody got, you know, ice cream and delivered it to other people, et cetera. They interviewed the guy and he said, I've been blessed. My business hasn't been that impacted right now. Um, I want to make sure I'm supporting people in community. My guess is that people are, that guy's now on people's radar as a potential new insurance agent. Yeah. Because he, out of the goodness of his situation, said, I want to be generous. I think generosity is the greatest competitive advantage you can yeah. have in any season, particularly right now. So he was financially generous, but maybe you need to be more generous with knowledge. Just explain stuff. Right. <laughs> right. People, people go to search engines because they're looking for answers. Google, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. And be the person, be the brand, be the company, be the office that just gets out there and explains stuff to people. Because I'm yeah. that way. I Google stuff all the time. I, like, I just don't understand what this means. Right. I just want somebody to tell me what it means. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and I love the fact, too, even if we don't know all the answers, you know, mm -hmm. this is what we know right now. This yeah. is what's being worked on. Mm -hmm. And we're going to keep you informed. So, you know, as things come up, then, you know, you're going to know. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. and, and I think stay tuned, you know, videos are great. Stay tuned information is great. It's like, you know, and uh, the coming soon show, you know, mm -hmm. just let people know, hey, you know, this is coming. This is what I want you to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love the fact as far as being able to, to highlight and to focus on businesses in your area. And maybe it's nothing more than that, mm -hmm. that you're being able to be a part of the community. And, and, you know, really, I think it is being part of the community. You know, look around you. Who else needs a hand and to make sure that we're giving that because what we're, what we are going through right now is a time that we do need to come together as communities sure. and to Absolutely. be able to, to help and support and to, you know, provide those resources, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, information, I mean, nothing more than what we're doing right now. We hopped on zoom, we're recording mm -hmm. a video. And yeah. so, you know, if you want to do something like that, set something like that up with, you know, people in your area. I have a client who's doing that. He's um, working with his local chamber and he's on the board 
And uh, he's just doing meetings with local businesses to find out where are you, what are you doing, um, what do you plan on doing, and just the same kind of thing. So think about, you know, if you have a skill set that you can do that and you have a following to be able to get that information out, that's great information to share as well. And people do remember. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, again, now's a great time to just be the person who, maybe you're putting more content to answer questions. Maybe you're the person who's kind of uniting your community. Maybe you're the company that's um, wants to explain stuff. Maybe you need to pivot your model a little bit. Maybe you, maybe you want to help your clients pivot their businesses. You're in a place where financially you can sustain and you start facilitating those conversations and you're helping people figure it out to help navigate the days and the, 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 the however many days ahead we have left of this <laughs> weird, strange. I don't think so. <laughs> this is so weird, right? I just, what, a, but, but how do you want to be remembered? I heard somebody say early on is when we look back at this season, what, what will you wish you would have done? Right. Coming through, coming, coming, going through this and coming out of it. Yeah. And it's a great thing to think about and it'll help drive some decisions and ultimately you'll come out hopefully leaner. You'll come out stronger. You'll come out faster in terms of, as a business or physically maybe too, but, um, but you'll be really be prepared to really take off once this thing is over. Yeah. And I think listening is important. You know, sometimes I think people get so panicked and I've seen this from, you know, speakers and trainers that I know that mm -hmm. you know, they've lost their revenue as far as doing live events and that panic comes into play. And they voice that opinion on social. And so, you know, I think rather than doing that and putting everyone else in panic, just to quiet yourself down and listen, mm -hmm. if you listen, oftentimes you will hear the answer mm -hmm. um, and, or at least a direction to go in. And, sure. and I love your, you know, there's three days yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because <laughs> it's true where we're at. I mean, you know what? I didn't know when I signed up for this uh, life class that I'm going through right now that pandemic was on there. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have missed that one. <laughs> I I missed that on the syllabus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't normally read the syllabus. I for sure missed that one. Yeah, we missed out on that one. That was a, a mistake <laughs> on our part. But yeah, nevertheless, we are in it. So yeah, let's you know learn from the journey, mm -hmm. and you know reading. Um, I actually uh, I had a conversation with someone the other day, and they said that they just they were reading the book Contagion or Contagious. Oh, you buy a Jonah Burger? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And uh, so I went on to Amazon and downloaded <laughs> it. I haven't started reading it yet. But, um, yeah. like, I, you know, I, I, the irony of that is kind of there. But Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, same way. I, I read a bunch too, and it's like, now's a great time to read. You know, another thing is to what can you, if you've got more time, what can you learn right now? Yeah. Get out of your own comfort zone. I mean, there's so many things we could, other things we could talk about you could be doing. Right. Um, that I think really going to help you. But also when it comes down to the initial, the kind of the point I do is marketing, messaging, branding, positioning, et cetera. It comes to how do you want to be known? There's, right. I will say you mentioned a book. Um, where did it go? There it is. I have my desk is a mess. That's why my camera doesn't show it. Um, <laughs> this is a book I would recommend everybody read. It's called know what you're for. It's oh. by a guy named Jeff Henderson. He lives here in Atlanta. Um, he worked for Chick-fil-A for a long time, works for Atlanta Braves and some other things, nonprofits now. And it's a great time to consider what do we as a brand, what do we do? What do we want to be known for as a company? And now's a great time to define that. And now's a great time to start living that out and all of what you do, because if, if you, if you can decide what you want to be known for and live it out now, right. when we're all back on cruise ships and in movie theaters and restaurants in a year and the economy's blowing and going again, um, 
it'll be a lot. You'll you'll be able to have ridden through it because you'll be, you'll have carried that through a really really tough season, right. and come out on the other side saying, okay, this is who we are. This is what we want to be known for. Now let's go after that. Let's continue doing that because right. this is what we did in this difficulty. Now now we're in a uh, one more season of prosperity, if you will. Right. Uh, let's continue leading that forward. I love that. I love that. And uh, and I think that's a great spot to uh, be able to really lean into and to focus on and mm-hmm. to be able to. You know, when we get um, to the other side, <laughs> yeah. to, to do that follow-up as far as just that, you know, mm-hmm. what did you do to be able to, to move forward mm-hmm. and to define who you're for? So, um, so before we leave, I'd like to be able to provide our listeners with some information about you and mm-hmm. how they can get in touch with you and uh, some of the services that you offer. We don't, it's not a commercial or anything like that. Sure. But I think you are relatively new to the mortgage space. Uh, and so I'd like to be able to, to have our listeners to be able to find some more information about getting in touch with you. Yeah. Uh, find me online is if you're on Twitter, it's just at Westgate. If you're on LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com slash whatever, slash whatever, slash Westgate. Um, I forget their structure is different. Instagram's the same. Facebook's the same. And then I actually run an agency. If you see the, uh, it's called Wayfinder. So we're higher H I R E wayfinder.com. You can read a little what we do there. And then uh, you'll also see a little, a little pop-up there for a resource that you got available for anybody right now on how to pivot. So when you think about messaging, what are some things you need to do? It's like a checklist, be able to come through and say, hey, let's just, let's just spend 30 minutes evaluating our own marketing, see where we stack up, see what we need to change, and let's go fix it. Because again, I'm in marketing. I'm not in brain surgery. I'm not in <laughs> rocket science. Like It's marketing. So you can change it. <laughs> so let's, let's do that and make sure you're not tone deaf in the moment. Make sure you're better messaging the season we're in and uh, reach customers where they're at. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I appreciate and I appreciate your insight and everything you're doing. And uh, I look forward to seeing you when I'm in Atlanta next, hopefully this summer. Hopefully so. Bring bring your mosquito spray. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I look forward to that. So again, thank you, Weske, for uh, for your time. And uh, thank you for all of you who are watching this episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit.